1: which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time.
2: Hello, I'm Scott Soschman. I'm Evan Novi williams And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports today. We begin with college basketball... And a what-in-a-Sam Hill moment loss for number one-ranked Duke. Loose!
3: Kinsmill's got it! They've got a timeout. They don't use it! Bade.
2: Yes! The Lumberjacks have done it! The Lumberjacks apparently have done it! They'll look a little longer, but this is going to be the biggest win in program history!
4: Bar. Duke. Everybody loves rooting against him, right? At Duke, at Duke, Cameron. Here, I, I jotted down a couple of things that Evan usually does, but it's going to be my role today. Mm. So they lost to Stephen F. Austin, the first non-conference home loss since 2000. Duke was a 27 and a half point favorite, the largest upset in Division One history over the past 15 seasons right. since they started tracking right. that sort of stuff. But larger, it speaks to the business of college basketball, I know Edmund's going to give us some revenue figures in a minute, but the business of college basketball, where the top, 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 top players, like, you know, LeBron, if he went to college, would have gone to Duke. Lonzo Ball, Duke, maybe. uh, So, it's, and there was a story from, uh, was it, Overtime or Stadium, where Jeff Goodman spoke to a bunch of NBA scouts, and they said that for the first time in more than a decade, right now, it doesn't look like Duke or Kentucky will have a lottery pick.
2: Well, this is still early.
3: Yeah, I I don't want to, I don't think we want to jump to conclusions. I'm not saying they're not, but when's the the
4: last time it wasn't like, you know, Duke or Kentucky doesn't have one guy where they're like, he's a top guy in the NBA draft. And
3: and that could be just like kind of the natural ebb and flow of recruiting a little bit. I mean, it, There's no question that, you know, Duke and Kentucky are still two of the best programs. And and, and you mentioned uh, LaMelo Ball, I believe is who you're talking about, the one who's playing down Yeah, did I say LaVar? You said, said, no, you said said Lonzo. Lonzo, Um, yeah, he's in the NBA. Yeah, so LaMelo LaMelo is one of a a handful of of young, very talented prospects who has chosen to play overseas, particularly a lot of them seem to be congregating down in Australia and New Zealand. (laughs) Good idea, me too. Um, But even so, you know, can you name the team LaMelo, LaMelo Ball plays for?
4: Yeah, the New Zealand breakers. Okay.
2: Boom. Know? Good. Oh, High five. Good. That was that was good. Good. I want everybody
4: to hear this. Over ready? Here, right? Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. man. I think. <laughs> by the way, I really hope I'm right.
3: My point is less interesting now. I don't know if you're right, but um, I think for most people, they still, you know, the idea. R. J. Hampton, you know, the other guy who went down to down to Australia, He's big name prospect. People don't know who he is, right? I think right. there's still there's so many eyeballs now on on college basketball. We started this chat by talking about Duke losing to Stephen F. Austin because it was the biggest story of the night last night in sports. Um, there's still tremendous, you know, the, the audience is so big, and I think that's still going to draw top players, even though there are some that are choosing to go elsewhere.
4: It wasn't the Devils losing to the Minnesota Wild, the game I was attending. That wasn't (laughs) the biggest story of the game. That was quite it.
2: So you could say that uh, Steve Austin played like the $6 million man. Oh,
4: no. I thought it was clever. Hold on, real
3: quick. Um, LaMelo Ball plays for the.
4: I said, I hope I got it right.
3: Illawarra Hawks.
4: Well, then RJ plays for (laughs) the New Zealand Breakers. (laughs) I said, RJ plays for the Breakers. That might be true. Gimme, check it out while we're on the air. (laughs) <laughs> Head me down the rabbit's hole. Uh, it's fine. I was close enough. I really wish we could go <laughs> close back. enough. All was right, uh, on fun. that one. R.J.
3: Hampton, New Zealand Breakers. All right,
4: close enough. Oh man, that, that's fine. That, I am not taking back the high five. Yeah, right.
2: Uh, silver Lake is buying. Silver 10%. <laughs> No, 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 All no. Right, no, no. Steve Austin was clever, man. This was like silver linings. Yes. Uh, Steve is Silver Lake is buying ten percent of the group that owns Manchester City. Guys, the private equity firm is paying, check this out, $500 million for just over 10% of the company. And that pegs the valuation of Man City at about $4.8 billion.
4: Yeah, I mean, Silver Lake, best known for a bunch of tech investments, Dell, Alibaba, in the sports and entertainment world, Endeavor, Madison Square Garden. Going to use the money to uh, sort of propagate the brand around the world, uh, tech infrastructure, and see what else they can do with, as we all know, City Football Group. They buy teams around the world right here at New York City Football Club. Part of that group. It's a branding exercise getting that brand out around the world.
3: $4.8 for Man City is a, obviously a big number. Mm-hmm. I believe that is the largest amount a club has ever been valued so at far, at, yeah. at a sale. Yep. Um certainly there are clubs around the world that would probably get a higher number. Yep. Um, throw those media if, rights if they were here, if yeah. they were sold, but that's a that's a big number and and just to remind folks, the the group that owns Manchester City controlled by Sheikh Mansour, who's royal family of Abu Dhabi, there are a number of Chinese investors as well, Silver Lake joining that group.
4: Yeah. Um it's an interesting play for Silver Lake. I was Talking to some owners in, uh, or at least one owner in the EPL recently, and they didn't get it. They they didn't understand what Silver Lake was doing and how they plan to do this. But we'll see. Silver, you
3: mentioned Endeavor. Silver Lake owns, you know, Endeavor owns UFC. You know, big talent agency as well. So so a lot of sports ties there already it definitely
4: sports and ent- entertainment ties and interesting enough that i get there was a horizon it said silver lake plans to hold the investment for about 10 years mm-hmm. or could divest earlier i mean there's that private equity timeline that's actually pretty long for a private equity timeline um but sort of announcing at the start we'll get in and then in a decade we'll get out uh Eben, we already know the broadcast at least domestically for epl has shown some signs of waning mm-hmm. but global rights for epl probably still bullish and and we'll see how this investment can help.
3: And I believe the global rights are a better share for the bigger teams. Yeah. Um and obviously Man City is one of those one of those By top the way, 6. Do we big still ones. have a, do
4: we still have a top 6? Look at the table right now. Yeah. Do we still where, It's where funny. this an argument we had we <laughs> a couple months ago. Do we still have a big 6 in the EPL or do we need to expand and say for whatever reason uh, there's some other clubs creeping in. there. I mean, I think you can still say there's. Give me a where big are the big six, boys. Right? Give me, so, me the big boys. So
3: Liverpool number one. Good. Leicester City number two. Not, not. Not a big boy. Yeah. Manchester City number three. Big boy. Chelsea four. Big boy. Then Wolverhampton, Sheffield, and Burnley.
4: No. Not big, big, boy. big boys. No big boys. And boy. then
3: the rest of the big boys: Arsenal. Manchester United yeah, Tottenham yeah. so they're all in the top 10 they're not you know they're not the top 6 um, I do wonder you know flash forward to the end of the year g- give us 5 more months Wolverhampton to see, well, see, see where it all I shakes out I want to see
4: Wolverhampton and Leicester up top the table
3: yeah but if you again you know Leicester City is number two right now. Wolverhampton, number five. You know, those teams are not, they don't have an international footprint. They're not making money outside of England in the way that these yeah, other teams But, but
4: Leicester's kind of ruined everything. I guess I'm, I cannot say uh, anything Leicester does shocks me anymore, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, once you've won the EPL, it's like, okay, you can't. Uh, I'm sure our editor in chief, John Micklethwaite, big Leicester fan. Huge. Actually, still happy with the number two position.
2: I'm just wondering what people in Britain, the big man City fans, think now that 10% of the team is owned by a
4: United States
0: organization. Well,
4: as I already said it's mostly foreign investment anyway. They don't care.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they,
3: but, I mean, but UK mm. fans have typically bristled at American yeah. ownership not, in the past. This not, is but this is, angry. A, ten, this first is of a 10% a big...
4: position with a guy who has already shown that he's willing to spend, and by the way, has made that a dominant brand in the EPL. I think they're happy with the ownership of Sheikh Mansour.
3: Oh, I mean, yeah. Before he took over, yeah. you know, this club was, were, a, was right. a doormat in its own city. You yeah. know, was not a premier club in any way. Flash forward ten spend, years, spend, spend. Now it's worth more, at least on paper, right now than than Manchester United is. Uh, that, that's a pretty, pretty fantastic turnaround.
4: Maybe Silver Lake can build a stadium in the Bronx. Just saying. Wow. Because okay. if, have, you, have you been to an NYCFC game? Uh, no, I have not. Atmosphere is not great. It's, it's not still great in Yankee, Yankee Stadium. Stadium. It's just not great. They need, they need a place to play. Red Bull, good atmosphere. NYCFC in Yankee Stadium, not great.
0: Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at Select Business Merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.
5: Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork.
2: Finally, let's talk Super Bowl and Fox Sports. And you know that move that blackjack dealers do when they're done at the table and they slap when they their hands. They laugh at me when I this?
4: when they draw twenty one with seven cards or yeah, something that, like that. Yeah, it. that move.
2: Yeah, that one. And uh,
4: they sold
2: out all the ad space for the game well before Thanksgiving.
4: Yeah, this is the earliest they've ever sold out the Super Bowl, and the top price was five point six. Million for thirty-second spot. If you bought multiple, the price came down. What was there one ad, Evan? That was below five mil. Because one company that, one had, company a, that had a, a, a long-standing buy.
3: agreement that, that is still under five million. But I think it's fair to assume that you know Fox is going to clear more than four hundred million dollars just on the on the national ads for the game itself. Seth Seven Winter, seventy-seven. Seth ads. Winter
4: over there. Fair to say he was gushing over the NFL.
3: I think they are very happy. Yeah. Which you know, obviously they are. It's funny when I when I was talking to him, you know, we were talking about other properties that do very well you know and that was, was a like, short conversation yeah he was like well the N- nfl is dominant and you know it's really play it's playoff it's playoff football
4: <laughs> there's the super bowl and the playoff yeah football. like
3: this play the super bowl is great and then there's also you know the other playoff games <laughs> and the um,
4: golden girls episode frequented by bar <laughs> i love the golden girls, i knew you man. would i are great you would. i knew you grab would. that dough you know it's that st- episode Del Gettys,
2: baby. i'm brought- saying man grab that anyway <laughs> Uh, <laughs> We're going to be doing Sanford and Sunday in a minute. Oh boy. <laughs> this has been the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Barr along with Scott Soshnick and Evan Novi williams We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and
4: Thursday exploring the world of money and sports.
3: Join us again at the end of the week. We're speaking with Mike Oresco, the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference. Oh, he, has a, it up. he has a, a bone
4: to pick He's a spirited with Mike the powers Oresko. that
3: be in college football, and he gets into it.
4: Oh.
2: As we used to say in school, the dude has something to say. The dude had something to say? to say you're listening to bloomberg business of sports on bloomberg radio around the world and online wherever you get your podcasts